your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, like the guy just said. 608-785-7914. Some days I remember that guy's name. Right away, I will tell you, if you're driving home, there is an accident westbound on I-90 between exit 2 and exit 3. So if you're headed home or thinking about heading home, I just got that text like a couple minutes ago. Again, an accident westbound on I-90 between exit 2 and exit 3. So if you're going to Minnesota, go in that direction, go around, do something else. Uh, so we get a call like this, a real early call. I feel like it's going to be another one of these. There's an accident somewhere. Uh, caller, who's this? This is Andy. Hey, Andy, what'd you, do you do you have a traffic update for us, or what What do you got? I just want to remind everybody, hey, give us plow drivers plenty of space. Oh, come on. You got a plow, man. Just run us over. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're played. Are you plowing right now? Because I feel like you're illegally talking on the phone. Actually, this is my 15-minute break. Oh, nice. I, I'm just giving you crap, but I, I appreciate I appreciate you calling in. How how uh, what is a plow driver? What is a, a day in the life when it's like? Do you do you have a shift, or is it just go until you you the snow is plowed? Um, you basically hit your hour mark if you're a commercial truck. Otherwise, it depends on who you plow for, but usually it's whenever the snow is actually deep enough to start plowing or you got to start salting and away you go. Okay. And how, how long have you been at it today already? Uh, today I've been at work since 9 o'clock this morning. 9 o'clock. So you gotta uh, be you got to be wrapping up pretty soon, I hope, right? Uh, midnight. Midnight? Oh, boy. All right. Well, hopefully you get some overtime, Andy. Yeah, just just like people know, if you see a beacon on top of the vehicle, it means we're working. Please give us some space. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, man. All right, bye. Give them space because it's your car and maybe your life or at least your health, depending on uh, how badly you get an accident with a plow truck. I, I don't. I don't imagine that they're going to be able to uh, do much maneuvering. If you're too close and they they have to uh, swerve or something. Uh, yeah, like I said, one more time, because it seems like pretty easy roundabout here. There, There's an accident westbound on I-90 between exit 2 and exit 3. So go around, take the exit before that. And if you're trying to get to Minnesota, I guess maybe go come through downtown. But also maybe try to avoid rotary lights. <laughs> Because I feel like if you're coming down whatever Copeland and and getting towards Riverside Park and Rotary Lights, it's been pretty backed up. The when I leave work at after six, so uh, you know all kinds of things to think about as you're driving home. Hey, coming up on the show, Vicky Markison, she's one of seven mayoral candidates. I guess I didn't look at the list today, though. Could be ten for all I know. There was seven. Sometimes I think there's, for some reason, I also want to say eight, but I'm pretty sure there's seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, still seven. Still seven mayor candidates. Just, I'd rather just say mayor candidates. She's going, to come up on the, she's going to come on the show in about five minutes. We'll talk about her vision for lacrosse if she were elected mayor. And there's just a week to go. I talked about this yesterday, too. But just, so there's one week. You got to get your, all your papers filed and signatures and, 
and all that jazz. I believe you have to do all that by Tuesday. And we we have a story at wisdomnews.com now just about about uh, the city council. And I talked about it yesterday, but I think it's important if you and and we've talked about this before with Dr. Anthony Tregoski, the idea that uh, you know, we worry about this Senate race in Georgia, right? And who's going to be president and all these national things that we, you know, like how much of a say do we really have is one single vote. Uh, but your vote counts a lot more when you're voting for city council or when you're running for city council. So seven of the 13 seats are up, right? And three of these seats only have one candidate. So these people are shoo-ins for whatever, you know, area of the city that they're going to re- represent, whatever district, I guess you want to call it. Um, and so three candidates just don't, and I don't think that's healthy. Like I, it's not unhealthy, but I just think it would be better if we had two candidates in each race, uh, running for city council for, for, you know, county board, uh, mayor, obviously we have seven candidates for mayor. So that's, that's good. I wish we were doing ranked choice voting in terms of, uh, how we pick these candidates. So everybody's vote counted for somebody in, in a determining matter rather than having these these primaries and then another election. We could get it all done in one election. Uh, and and then your vote would count for whoever you see fit. But yeah, there's there's three three races here for city council, lacrosse city council. When we we, you know, gripe about how terrible our city government is or uh, you know, you don't feel represented or you don't have a you know, what why are they doing this or that and the other thing uh, well, here, here you go. It's because nobody is running for these seats. There should be four or five people at every one of these, right? Like, there's eight for mayor. There should be at least two at every seat. Like, do you not want your you? Do you not want proper representation for for your district? Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here quicker so I can I can just talk to Vicky a little bit so I have a little bit more time with Vicky because the time always flies and I, I don't think she'll talk basketball with me but we'll see uh, I know the uh, I believe the Raptors are playing tonight and if you're not a Raptors fan yet you should be because uh, Alaska native Matt Thomas is getting major I don't know if you want to call it major but he's getting decent minutes for the Toronto Raptors and they play the Sixers these two teams are some of the favorites to get to the uh, deep into the playoffs but uh, we could talk about that later. No, I don't know why I did. went down that road right away. I want to talk basketball. Uh, all right, we'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I was tempted to play Let It Snow just because I still want to play Christmas music. And it's like really snowing out there. It's not like really snowing. It is really snowing. Uh, Vicki Markison is on the phone with us now. Vicki is running for... Mayor, one of seven candidates so far on the list. They might update this, Vicky, by the end of the night. Maybe who knows how many candidates will be on there. But one of seven candidates. How 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 are you doing? How about that? <laughs> I well, in which capacity? So first and foremost, the joke in our household about Christmas is that Christmas will last until my husband gets absolutely sick of it, or till tree pickup happens, whichever comes first. So I'm all for playing Christmas music as long as possible. So, okay. yeah, right. so uh, I'm, I'm doing well. And in terms of the pool of candidates, I look at it like it's not doing justice to the office if it isn't contested, right? So the more people that are interested, that is speaking miles for the importance of the position and how many people 
that want to step up and serve, I think that's admirable. Yeah, I've I've talked the last two days, and just before you brought, I brought you on, I talked again about how we only have one candidate for three different city council seats right now, uh, as seven of the thirteen seats are are up for grabs. Uh, you know, coming coming up here in a couple months. Um, I just I don't think that I don't know if not healthy is the word, but I think we're just going to be underrepresented if we only have if somebody's a shoe in to get a city council seat because nobody's running against them. Right. And kudos to those who did step up, first and foremost, at least there's people filling the spots. But, you know, this has been a it's been an issue for years of people just not stepping in. And, and it's all part of first of all, I look at it as part of democracy is. We need people to represent and and be the voices, and we have to figure out how we get more people to do that. That's just a that's a systemic thing. And part so I'm going to transition this a little bit, but it's on on cue of one of the things that I had talked to Mayor Caput about quite a bit was government. It has to change in terms of how it communicates out. So when a lot of people don't understand what our government is doing and what they're working on, and it is. It is hard to get people engaged, and that's one of the things that I want to address as a mayor. Obviously, I moved to La Crosse as a TV journalist, did that for four years, and um, just see a lot of opportunities for people to engage, even at a low level, if they know what's going on. And I really think government has to adapt to how it communicates what it's working on out to the people. So that's one of the, one of the pieces that I want to work on. We're talking with Vicki Markison. She's running for mayor. She used to be in charge, I guess, the executive director, I think maybe you would call it, the of the city's uh, Chamber of Commerce. I don't know if that's the city's, but the Chamber of Commerce. I think you did that six years. And at, at one point, you were a journalist for the TV uh, TV news, which we don't like around here, the TV news, uh, me coming from a newspaper, too. <laughs> um, but uh, but did you did you go right from and, and you bounced around? You did a whole bunch of other things. Do you want to give us a little background into, uh, you know, why sure. have you been grooming yourself to be the mayor for the last 25 years? I think if anybody answers yes to that, you should really question them. But Just hang up no, on is, the, is the short answer. So I moved here this. So working for Channel 19 was my first real job out of college. Moved here, thought I was going to be moving on to bigger markets. Probably about three months into moving here, I ended up meeting who is now my husband, Dan. And uh, about four years of dating, I said, "Uh uh-oh, I either have to move to another community to advance my career or I need to get married and take another path. And so I, I did that. And, you know, that's the wonderful thing about lacrosse. I mean, Scott Hackworth, I worked with Scott Hackworth, and he just retired. This is a community that people want to live in, which is also why I want to serve. It's a great community. But in terms of TV news where you want to move up, it it is very rare that we have the anchors that we do in this community that, that realize what I did, which is it's a great place to be. It's a great place to raise a family and, and stick around. So. Yeah, and then you you kind of, you did a, a bunch of other things. What do do you think in your in your in those past couple decades? Uh, any one position helped you better than than the other? I would just I'm just pointing to the Chamber of Commerce in in, in terms of like helping you decide what the city's all about and what you would want to do as mayor. Yeah, so I was a TV reporter for four years, and obviously that gave me great communication skills. I know the city well. Of course, I covered government. And I then moved to the Builders Association, and I always say working for the builders is incredible. And it's not just builders, subcontractors, because 
you learn about that industry and how that ties into so many different components of our community because the housing market is so significant. Went from there into regional economic development for Seven Rivers Alliance. So I was representing 13 counties in the tri-state area, and then I moved on to the Chamber of Commerce. And in all of those, the common thread is, as um, I was reflecting on this heading into the position, the common thread is I have been a servant to people. I get them the news at the Builder Association, at Seven Rivers Alliance, at the Chamber. You're really listening to what people need and then trying to adapt, give them the tools to make them more successful. And that was the piece that, as the mayor's position came up and open, if you will, that was the piece that really appealed to me was the next level of serving people and listening to people and understanding the needs that are out there and and finding solutions to problems. If Cabot had decided to run for a third term, would you would you have run against him, or do you think you would have just kept doing what you're doing? You know, I, I, I don't know how many of the other candidates are saying this, but I've, I've heard it from a lot of people, that when a position becomes available, a lot of people start saying, well, have you thought about running? And I had very organic people approaching me from a lot of different areas saying, you would be a great mayor, would you think about it? It's very very humbling for people to think of you in that way. So I was starting my own business in the middle of COVID, and people were saying, you would make a great mayor, you have all this great experience, you're used to listening, and I really looked... Honestly, I addressed it as, what's a great reason to say no? And I really didn't have one. So you kind of look to go, why wouldn't I do this? And I believe things happen for a reason. I believe that it is the next progression for me and the next progression as a way to serve our community. Now, starting a business during COVID, I go right there like, what are you doing, Vicki? Come on. Like, wait it out. But you got to do something. And I think your business, what you're doing now, what you've done since you retired from the Chamber of Commerce in June is kind of, it it kind of deals with COVID a little bit, right? Am I wrong there or not? Absolutely. So, so a little, a little history there. So my husband was diagnosed with cancer in the middle of COVID and I had to step back and pull some time out for personal reasons. And so I then said, what what do I love to do? What am I passionate about? What am I really good at? And it's connecting people to the community. Obviously, I know a lot of businesses in the community, and I know a lot of small business owners. And so I was actually, I was starting to produce stories, going back to my journalism roots, was producing stories about our community and all the amazing, the I say the, the big issues, the inspirational leadership, those uplifting stories, all these things that I love about our community. I was starting to tell those stories. And the North Lacrosse Business Association approached me and said, we need you to go and lead a uh, support local campaign. You're the only person that can do this. You do it really well. We need these stories about the local business owners being told. And so ever since, I think it was August, I want to say, I've been producing stories telling the plight of our small businesses because as we come out of COVID and one of the first things that the mayor is going to have to do is to say, how do we keep the lights on in these businesses? Because they are not only a critical component to our tax base, but they're what we love about our community. They're the, you know, the, the restaurant around the corner. They're the place where you know the owners or 
better yet, the pe- the many people that they employ that that service food and and the hotels and our tourism industry, everything is hurting right now, and that is going to be a serious economic concern as we come out of COVID. How, how do you think the city has, has done in dealing, you know, with, you know, they, they, they're getting funded a little bit from the state. I think there's a lot of animosity there because I don't think the state is really doing anything. Um, but how do you think the city has done and would you have done anything differently at this point? The challenge is we have, we have a health crisis and we have an economic crisis and they go hand in hand. The challenge is the dollar amount that I'm hearing from our businesses that they are going into debt is astronomical. There is not enough money in the entire state. So the entire amount of money that the state is putting in to help businesses is what our local economy alone is losing. Because you think about it, the tourists come in and they bring in these outside dollars. And that is the foot traffic that fuels our retail, it fuels our restaurants, it particularly if our hotels that are all hurting, and we don't have enough local dollars, no matter, no matter how we raise those, to offset that loss. And so in terms of what the city can do, it's, it's really challenging because the businesses just need the tourists to come back. They need people to feel comfortable going out and spending and eating, and we need our economy back is the shortest explanation. And that's really, of course, challenging to do as a city while we have a, a health crisis going on. Yeah, I've talked to other candidates and just in general, I've talked about this, the idea that, hey, we need funding from the government, whether it's feds or state. And then we can give these businesses, you know, when the businesses request, we can give these businesses money to keep going or stay open. And I'm like, but these businesses are, are staying open at, you know, what, 20% of what they're normally – because I'm not going out to eat, Vicky. I'm not going to go out to eat. I don't feel safe. I don't really want to. I don't, and, and I think most people are like that. They're just going to – it's not that hard to not go out to eat during a pandemic. And, and so is, is the idea of, you know, throwing money at businesses, you know, in this half-ass way of, of, of you know, keeping safe from the virus because we're, we're, we're not doing anything one way or the other. I just, I just feel like we're in this middle ground where, eh, we'll kind of do a little bit of both and neither of those things are working in that, in that way. Absolutely. And the businesses, I was just talking to one the other day saying, we have loaned, we basically borrowed, we have borrowed our maximum amount and we have a plan until June and after that, it doesn't look good. And I have heard from other businesses saying, yeah, we usually see a peak in December, but come January and February, across the board, it is quiet in January and February. And I know there are businesses that have said they will be closing in January and February. So come March and April, no matter what, it's going to be rough. And the only way we're going to get our community back is if people are patronizing our local businesses. The, the really sad thing that has happened is Amazon has really gotten a tire grip, if you will, on our shopping. It's just easy to order from Amazon and have it delivered. But those are dollars leaving our community that normally are supporting our friends and neighbors and jobs. And the what I'm also hearing from some of our services is the need is greater than ever, and yet contributions coming in are low. So, again, we, we are at a really critical junction, particularly come January and February, where we all need to lean in, if you will, into local at a time that they are going to be seeing some of their lowest 
numbers yet. It's it's pretty daunting, but um, I look at my background and go, I, I have the acumen to lead us through that. Is this going to be one of those things that you, you know what, I'm not going to tell anyone my plan until you elect me mayor, and then I will, I will... Huh? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, because I just I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know how we how we get to the end of this, because, A, we don't know where the end is. Hopefully I've heard by August, maybe we'll be back to normal with a vaccine. But who knows? Right. And I'm a I'm a big believer in some of these things we can't predict. Right. We don't know when the vaccine is going to come. I do know that what's going to happen, because I've heard it quietly starting to happen, is some of the businesses are saying, we just have to start opening up because this is this is this is life or death in terms of their business for them. And here's the piece that's really important because I talk a lot about the businesses, but every business owner that I talk to, the, the local businesses say this is about my employees. And we have incredible restaurants that send food home with their employees. We have employees literally that are saying, I have a table of four the entire night. And I'm making a hundred dollars a week because they have to be there. There's very little foot traffic, and the tipping. They're also saying that the tipping has dropped off. So initially, there was great tipping happening, and that has dropped off. So again, this gets back to we have to remember this is all about local and doing whatever we can. If people have regular paychecks coming in to try to spend those local because our friends and neighbors are hurting and it's going to get worse come January and February. And to your point, one more thing we don't know about, obviously there's a new set of um, the payroll protection plan, the PPP funding is coming out. And so, but what scares me is that's, that's not free money. That's all of our taxpayers' money that's going to these businesses. And obviously our debt level as a country is getting deeper, and um, all of that is very complicated. And the only thing that fixes it is our local economy humming again. Yeah, I know one of the things we did here at, as a Christmas bonus, for so to speak, is we, we all got a certain amount of money and then it was go to a local business and you pick it and, and then we'll, the, our work reimbursed us. So we all got to pick a local business. So uh, that was pretty cool, I thought. And um, aside from the pandemic, I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll hit you one with uh, before I let you go here. Um, there's there's a, a lot of stuff happened, you know, alongside the pandemic with uh, school resource officers and, and police and, and a lot of people of color speaking out and, and just you know the the this minority of people i think having the courage to come out and start to bring up uh you know how how they've been i don't i don't know if you want to call it neglected or just not not thought about in terms of you know the 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 idea that there isn't racism in lacrosse but do you do you do you, did you like how the mayor and the police have handled that so far would you do anything differently or would you do anything more i think the piece that was done well was listening does that solve everything? Absolutely not. There's there's more that can be done, and it all comes from understanding. It comes from training. I, I will tell you, I am the daughter-in-law of a police officer, so defunding police isn't part of the conversation for me because I wouldn't be able to walk into my father-in-law's house at Christmas time. But, um, but. The other piece we have to keep in mind, and we all know this, we live in a in a very safe community. And if we want to keep it that way, we have to invest in the things that we value. We can't expect that by 
decreasing the money going into the things that we value that it's going to improve. What we can do is figure out where the problems are and address those problems and move forward with a clear understanding of how, how that's happening, why that's happening, and how do we stop it from happening. So, and as an aside, too, there's there's a lot of hurt happening in our community. There's, there are so many families struggling like never before. And one of the pieces of my background that actually surprises a lot of people, considering how much I have um, spoken and been an advocate for businesses, I actually grew up as one of those families on food stamps and free lunch. And I understand that plight when, when, especially as a kid, you're worried about where is your meal coming from. And until you've been in that circumstance and understood what that's like, it's really hard for others to understand that, that, um, honestly, as a kid, it's embarrassment, right? You just want to be like everybody else. And so understanding that, that mentality, understanding and having compassion for that and saying, this shouldn't be happening. How do we solve this? That's a really important part to moving our community forward and, and unifying. We all understand the challenges that are ahead, and we all have to pull together, and we have to find that, that piece that's going to move our community forward and making sure that we're not losing people along the way. All right. Vicki Markison, she's running for mayor of La Crosse. She's one of seven candidates, and her whole I think you, your whole campaign is going to be around fixing the roads. I, we didn't get to that part, but I know that's what uh, that's what everyone else is saying. But no, but I, I, I joke. But thanks a lot for for joining us, and I, I'm sure we'll 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 have many conversations before uh, at least the February primary. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Vicky. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks to Vicky Markison for joining us. One of seven candidates for mayor. There's a week left, exactly a week left, for those people to file and get all whatever nominating papers and signatures and all that jazz. One week before that deadline hits, and then we'll know who for sure is running for mayor in La Crosse and who is running for city council. As I talked to talked about earlier in the show, three seats for city council, three of the seven seats that are up for city council only have one candidate so far. So be nice to see uh you know a couple more candidates in each of those seats at least one more right at least make it a like one-on-one if not more than one person uh joe's calling in joe go ahead you're on the air man hey so i don't understand why you're scared to go out you said you were terrified you wouldn't go out to eat i don't want to go out to eat <laughs> why are you scared of catching the cold or are you scared of what uh, the, 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 I don't know if you've heard about the, the global pandemic and then you go into a restaurant and it's an enclosed space and everybody has their masks off and you're in there for more than 15 minutes and you're next to other people, not right next to them, but you're, you're in there. And it's, especially if you're out at the bar at night, that would be another thing, uh, getting a right, little, but it's not affecting your people your age any more than any other cold virus. How, okay. So how is it not affecting people my age? Do I not get the well, virus? I don't think your death rate at your age is any higher than any other year that you guys catch colds. What, what do you What do you know about the uh, long term effects of COVID nineteen, which is you know a, well, maybe a year old? There's long term effects to any virus that you get, including the common cold. Uh, does the common cold Does the common cold anything. Does the common cold give me migraine headaches for an uninated yeah, amount of time? Does the common cold give me heart lining swell and all that stuff? 
Okay, so do we know everything about COVID nineteen? Where also do, do I do I feel safe going out and then going to then I then I have to quarantine? I can't come to work because now I've been out at a restaurant. Like I don't I don't really like. Do you? Know, I don't understand how we're twelve months into this thing, and, and Joe doesn't understand that. Uh, there's all kinds of unknowns, and there's all kinds of uh, other effects to to this virus, especially passing it on. How do you think it got into nursing homes? Because people that work in nursing homes and people that visit nursing homes aren't doing the proper things. They just got to slip up once, and then you're and then you're uh, asymptomatic for a while or forever, and you uh, you pass it on without ever knowing it. So uh, there's all kinds of there's there's all kinds of uh we can just go down that rabbit hole every day of the week if you want but it's just kind of annoying to uh to have to uh to talk about it and 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 the minority of people here are going to the bars are going to restaurants and that's why we're hurting because not that it's not really all that safe and and uh we're just holding out for a vaccine i guess we're not going to do anything else especially paying two people two thousand dollars a month it's funny how how that's in the news now, right before the you know, if you want to talk about the things out of your reach, the Georgia Senate race. But we're going to talk about two thousand dollars a month now. We're going to make that the fight now. Uh, Republicans denying it, Democrats making it their their uh, you know their last stand, so to speak, or whatever. They're desperate hail mary uh, to win Senate seats in Georgia. Now they're putting their foot down on on paying people two thousand dollars a month. It's December, Democrats. Maybe we, maybe you should have started this talk uh, back in April, or or at least just a couple of months ago when when the, the when the thing was really hitting us hard. I mean, if uh, if uh, politicians wanted to talk about paying people to stay home, I mean, that would have been a good time to do it. But oh, all of a sudden we're going to just talk about it when the Senate's uh, majority is on the line uh, on both sides of the aisle, right? Like these people, and then half the half the. The uh, government is allergic to giving people money. We can give businesses loans. We can give businesses loans, and that's not going to solve the issue either. But like, uh, God, we just there's no way if we give people money, that's that's the end of it. Uh, what else do I got? There's uh, if we can get away from COVID for a little bit. I know it's 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 one of those things. I think is important as a mayoral candidate to talk about what they would do, what they. Uh, maybe see differently see seeing how maybe they would do things differently than what we're doing right now i don't know if we got those answers i don't know if there are answers and we talk about the state legislature not doing anything uh that's that's still a that's still a thing right the state legislature hasn't met in session except for a 30 second gavel in and gavel out session that had nothing to do with covid since april 14th april 14th our state government hasn't done a thing for us <laughs> we've argued a lot we've pretended to propose bills on one side or the other bills that are kind of opposite of each other when it comes to you know if we're, we're just looking at covid but uh we haven't done anything else either really and it looks like uh the state budget the, the governor evers is going to pr- put out his, his state budget and it's going to have some things that are probably covid related it's going to have some things that are uh you know even when i when i talked to vicky a little bit ago about uh the protests and, you know, stemming from George Floyd's killing or the Jacob Blake shooting um, and the idea that people of color are feeling a little bit more comfortable. It's almost like the Me Too movement uh, for black people. You know, obviously it's the Black Lives Matter movement, but they, you know, they're they're starting to feel more comfortable telling us white folk 
about like the 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 idea that there hey there's racism even in the cross and we're experiencing it and we want it changed and we at least bring awareness to the fact that they they're having to go through a lot of this stuff even in our schools and it's pretty uh eye opening for for those of us that you know we're just not we're not thinking about that stuff so um all right Eric from Sparta's calling Eric go ahead yeah uh, Joseph Solomon said it's not who votes it's who counts the votes Thank you, Mr. Brilliant Rick. Thanks. Okay. Always interesting where Eric is today and, and other days. <laughs> Not today, but in general. Uh, next week is, is committee week in the City of La Crosse and, and probably elsewhere, but just La Crosse show here. Uh, and one of, the, one of the things up for committee vote, we talked about alternate side parking yesterday. As there's now snow, more snow on the ground, and Paul's probably going through your community now, so alternate side parking for sure back on. So move your cars, but uh, there is a proposal being out out there, gonna gonna be voted on, I guess, in committee next week to change the alternate side parking rules so that they don't start just willy nilly. Well, not willy nilly. They don't just start on November fifteenth. That alternate side parking would just start when we get more than two inches of snow accumulation on the ground, and then. That's when alternate side parking would would start for the year. It would be funny, you know, like we wouldn't have alternate side parking until right now, right? Uh, people have gotten tickets for it already this year, and then the mayor and and the police kind of came to a decision to stop the idea of ticketing people. I think part of that is uh, there's a pandemic, people are hurting. There's no snow on the ground. Why are we giving people tickets, even though the ticket, the first ticket, is for zero dollars? Other people have done this a couple of times where they haven't moved their car, um, but but the idea was we've postponed essentially alternate side parking until today now that there's snow but the committee is going to meet next week and decide on whether or not to to just make that a a, a law i guess Uh, just make that set in stone the idea that we won't have alternate side parking until we have snow accumulation on the ground when you talk about your city uh representing uh your interests we'll see how that how that gets voted on next week I don't understand. I don't see why that wouldn't pass with a unanimous vote. Just let it, let it be, let it be. Uh, Alternate side parking doesn't need to start until there's snow on the ground. Right. And then, and then uh, once that happens, I mean, there's other arguments that we could do alternate side parking in a completely different manner. Why do we need to uh, do it just every other night? I mean, eventually there's not a need to plow the the road. So why have alternate side parking? Uh, We tried that whole um, snow emergency thing where you couldn't park on the road at all for 24 hours, but I don't know how that works when people just don't have driveways and whatnot. So just just pull up to your just pull up to your front door in the yard. <laughs> just do that. Hopefully you can plow your yard and put your car in your yard, but that's illegal too. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. All right, one more real quick break, and we'll we'll, we'll come back. Feels weird playing Buster Rhymes right around Christmas. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Just talking about talking about all kinds of things. But Vicky Markson joined us earlier in the show. If you missed that, it'll be on the podcast. Just go to wisdomnews.com. Go to podcast. I think you got to scroll past Mike's interviews. Uh, I'm below that. You can hear the whole show. You can hear what Vicky had to say. She's one of seven mayoral candidates. Uh, we're getting a call here. Caller, who's this? Yeah, this is Dennis. Hey, Dennis, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Yeah, so I was listening to your alternate side parking and the change that they might do. So 
it seems kind of ridiculous they give out tickets when it doesn't snow, and then they were given tickets for zero dollars. But if they if they say they're going to not enforce it until there's two inches of snow, does that mean they're actually going to plow when there's two inches of snow, or are they going to just give out tickets? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit in in that the plows don't go through the roads until there's I think it was two or th- I think it might have been three inches of snow. So we haven't gotten three inches of snow yet, so they're not plowing. So you just got to tough it out with a yeah. little bit of snow on your 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 community road or your your whatever you want to call it those those side roads in town. Yeah, I got a jeep, so I'm good. But it's <laughs> tough for a lot of people. Yeah, I hear you. It's it, and it it can be slippery. Thanks for the call. Uh, it can be slippery, but I think you know. There's, I, I think we are all capable of driving in town at you know 25 miles an hour is the speed limit. But you could probably go slower than that, especially in town. I think we could all bear with the, someone going 20 with a little bit of snow on the ground and and just you know they're not getting stuck there, so that's not happening. And we haven't plowed the roads, but we're gonna we're gonna be plowing. I think Andy called in earlier. He said he's plowing today. He was on his 15 minute break. Said, hey, be careful. We're out there plowing. Number three's calling in. Number three, go ahead. On this new committee that's going to talk about the snow removal and alternate site parking. It's not a new committee. It's just a committee meeting that that then goes to the city council vote the next week. Okay. I was just, if uh, what I was getting at, maybe they better hire a consultant. It's the uh, city council judiciary committee to, that, that votes, I believe. Yeah, well, they, I just see if they've hired a consultant to help them along <laughs> because it's it seems like an easy thing to pass. It makes sense. Yeah, definitely. They'll they'll hire a consultant and they'll put it off the city council vote for a month or maybe two months or maybe until spring when the snow melts. You got politics right now. We're going to run you for mayor of Holker, Houston. <laughs> yeah, right. We got uh, a lot of highfalutin friends over in that area. We'll get you in there, no problem. Yeah, right mayor there. mayor of Mound Prairie. <laughs> there you go. All right. Funny trick. We'll throw that in too. All right. Thanks for the call. Bye. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, and I found it. The city council's judiciary committee. They meet uh, whatever day it is. I'm I'm Tuesday. They meet next Tuesday. So uh, we're trying to do that. We're trying to uh, on wisdomnews.com just give a little previews of what our committee meetings are are doing a week beforehand because those are the meetings that you want to be a part of. People of lacrosse, if you want to have a say in what what's going on with our with our government. Uh, speaking of you know committee meetings and and people on the council, Gary's calling in. Gary, hey. Hey, Rick, last night, I didn't want to call for a third time, I know the rule, but you said you do not salt sand your hill because you didn't want that going into the river, right? I, I try to I try to hold out. I mean, eventually, I just can't get my car up the driveway. So eventually, I'll, I'll hold out. I'll, I will salt my, my driveway, but I mean, my me salting my driveway a couple times a year is nothing to what I think maybe we do now in terms of salting roads versus... What twenty years ago when when we salted roads? I have no idea. I just I, I feel like we're doing a lot more salting of the roads than we did twenty years ago. Actually, I think the amount of salt's probably the same. But here's what I wanted to point out to you: that the the, the reason the alternate side parking is there, it's just not for plowing. Everybody keeps saying that it is for sweeping. Whether it's leaves, or there's even times in the winter where, when I was a night sweeper, we would be out in December, January, and February. Salting the, or not salting, plowing or sweeping the streets, and one would be in the sweeper and one in the truck to haul the mud and the dirt and the stuff away. That's all stuff that would go into the sewer lines, mm-hmm. which would go into the river. So sure. that's the other reason for alternate side parking is to keep the streets clear and clean, keep that debris from going into the pipes 
yeah. and eventually into the river. I just have a minute here, Gary, but then wouldn't why don't we vote on having alternate side parking year-round? <laughs> it used to be year-round. Yeah, oh, okay, well, geez, I don't know. When I, was in, when I was a youngster, it was year-round. Well, at least you're not running for re-election if you wanted to vote for make put that. No, I'm not put, saying I'm in favor of that. No, I'm just I, no, saying I'm just I, I'm not, I mean, I'm the king of. I'm the one that even got the dang, the yeah. dang uh, alternate side parking shortened. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that we have to have some sort of alternate side parking for some some time period to make sure the streets get cleaned up. Yeah, I hear you, Gary. Thanks. All right, take care. Eric. All right. <laughs> What what council member is going to propose year-round alternate side parking, especially right before maybe they're running for council? <laughs> You'd have to do that right after you won the election, and then uh, watch you watch. Uh, can we can we uh, uh, get rid of city council members right after they win? Um, yeah, so year-round saw alternate side parking to, to, for the street sweepers because all the garbage that we throw out into the road uh, obviously just goes down the drain or or uh, into the sewers and then out into the river. I feel like there's probably some straining going there that it won't all go right into the river and then into the ocean and then into a turtle's mouth, right? Like it's just killing all the turtles, all the sea turtles. Uh, All right, that's all the time I have for today. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. See ya.